Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I am your host, McCarter. I am her co-host, SK. In this episode, we talk to Eclipse's Dakota. Dakota Michelle, one of the managers of Eclipse Dispensary, or Eclipse Cannabis Company, I think is the full name, but it is a premier dispensary here in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, the number one movers of most brands, solventless hash and oh um, yeah, they concentrate, so. they hustle that rosin. It's incredible when you go in there. They the amount of grams and brands that they carry. They probably have like six or seven different fridges and freezers for <laughs> the hash specifically. Wow, it's pretty nuts. They're their number one seller in the whole state. So they're really moving it. Um, we also talked a lot about the Puffco and troubleshooting your Puffco. Dabbing out of the Puffco, different temperatures, different glass, different settings. We didn't mean for it to be a Puffco episode, but we did talk a lot about using the Puffco and why it is one of the superior vaporizers on the market. Anyway, <laughs> they are not a sponsor. <laughs> Um, aspirational sponsor. <laughs> aspirational sponsor for sure. <laughs> but Dakota was amazing. He also shared a lot about his cannabis career and how he moved from Louisiana with his wife and my friend, also named Emily, uh, here to Colorado and how he started working at Eclipse a couple years ago and has since worked his way up to manager and he runs their Instagram, he runs their social media, and all of their marketing. He's awesome. He knows so much about the industry now. So it was really great to sit down and chat and dab and learn from him. So I think it was a good, insightful, and also a fun episode. And our sponsor today is Egozi Family Hash. I love their rosin. It's probably my new favorite brand of rosin here in Colorado. They make this super boof rosin strain that it is so good. I love it. You gotta get some. Wedding pie is my favorite from them. So good, delicious. Yes. So we had the gentleman on Elias and Mikey on the last episode, episode 37. So if you haven't listened to that one, be sure to check it out to hear their entire story and how they started their brand and how they're making the best hash in the game right now. Yeah. All transparent, family-driven, value-driven. Love them. Yes. I love that it's a family-owned and run company. So get some of your own Egozi. You can actually get it at Eclipse. Yep. Absolutely. One of the first shops to sell their stuff. Yeah. And some other places like Unity Road. um, And they're popping up at new places all over in Colorado. Yep. Quality. Quality, quality. Yes. And as always, subscribe to us on all your podcasting platforms and follow us on Instagram at High Minded Pod and follow McCarter at McCarter Gets High. Yes, please leave us a review and five stars anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're on YouTube, we are on YouTube now. Catch us on YouTube. And we just got some new stickers in. Super pumped about those. So hit us up if you want one. And as always, stay high.
My name is Dakota Michelle. I am Director of Operations at Eclipse Cannabis up in Boulder, Colorado, the dispensary in Boulder. It is. That is now where I shop exclusively, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, thank you for coming on. For sure. I'm really excited to hear like all about just, yeah, what it's like to run probably like one of the biggest but still independent dispensaries in Boulder, maybe even in Colorado. Like the amount of hash you guys sell is insane. I guess, can you share how long have you been in the cannabis industry and kind of how you started to and got to where you are now? So in the cannabis industry, Eclipse was my first job. I've only worked at Eclipse. and But I started as a bud tender. So I started at the very bottom. And, you know. Worked your way up. Yes. I mean, it took time. I, I'm almost, like in January, I'll hit four years at Eclipse. Damn. And so, you know, the first two, two and a half years, I was... Of like working on the floor, sales floor, bud tender, moved up to manager. Um, I actually went for the inventory position, but I was just really realistically trying to like move up in the in our business. I was like, okay, uh, I was a bud tender. Now I'm a manager. How, yeah. do I, how do I keep moving up? And so like that position opens up, you know, you got to go for it, right? Yeah. And um, so I go for it, but... Uh, I remember telling them, like, in my interview for the inventory manager position, um, like, I don't care if I don't get it. I just want the best person to get it because I just know that will make us be a better store. Yeah. And, like, there will be different positions, you know. And so um, I ended up not getting it. And then, like, two weeks later, they made me uh, in charge of marketing. Nice. And so I was able to move up that way. And then um, assistant GM, GM, and then now director of ops are – owner moved off to Texas and so he just trusts us and yeah I just met him he's so nice he's a nice guy he's actually like four years younger than me I was gonna say he looked incredibly young to be an owner but I was like damn good for you wow yeah that's I just went when I went in yesterday and you guys yeah you had your fun big night at the football game on Sunday so Shout the store was yeah, so the store was closed because 710 treated the fuck out of them. <laughs> well, we're their, I mean, I'll brag a little bit. We're their number one, like, store. Or, wow. Yeah. In the state? In, in Colorado. So yeah. how much 710 hash do you sell, like, on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Units-wise, um, pounds. Pounds <laughs> of hash per week. And how has that changed, like, before, during, and after COVID? Um, I mean, we started to become known as, like, a solventless or concentrates-focused store. Mm -hmm. uh, we still love, you know, top-quality flour, boutique flour. Um, I don't really care who's growing it. If it's good, you know, we want it. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And, um, and so we try to, you know, source from the better people. And um, it gets difficult sometimes, you know. People's quality goes up and down. And, you know, totally. you're kind of like, do I stick with you? Is this going to turn back around? Yeah. Like, do you have something cool in the works, like a new strain you're growing? Did you move facilities? Like, there's so many factors that go into, do we want to stay like a partner with you? Yeah. And then the people that do well for you, you want to partner with them like as much as you can. Yeah. Just because like, for instance, 710, um, like 710 Labs, we where they're one of their hub stores, you know, like I said, we're their number one. Uh, client here in, in Colorado and we have a lot of fun with them and 
I remember their rep came in one day and he was like, y'all have a great clientele for our product. And I was like, it's your clientele. <laughs> We're just providing a place for them to buy it. Yeah. Do you ever put, um, like turn away product? All the time. All the time. I mean, tons of people want to get on our shelf. And or like when people come to deliver it. Um, have you ever like turned away yes, flour at that point? Yes. We like we it does go through like a QC quality check. Mm -hmm. um, just trying to make sure it looks good and everything. Um, most of the time, like if you just partner with good people, you know, they you, you know, you're expecting good quality stuff. So it rarely happens yeah. for us. So like. Rarely do we have to reject something, but there are cases where it definitely happens. The Colorado consumer is getting, or already is, honestly, uh, pretty smart. Like yeah. They, they know what they're looking for. They This is a legacy market. We've This has been going on for years now, you know. Um, so the Colorado consumer knows how to sniff out something that's funky. I do kind of want to talk about the legacy market, especially because we have this George Hashington here. Oh, how have you been liking that? So yummy. I honestly want to do some right now. Um, so this is a really good rosin brand that came from the legacy market. It, it did. In it Denver. What What do you know about the brand? I actually used to smoke on some Mr. Hashington um, back in like, I tried looking at like my old... Instagram stories like in the archives. Yeah. And it's like 2018, I think. Nice. Some like purple papaya punch that he had gotten me. Yum. But like buying in a black in on the black market, most of the time they want you to buy like an eighth like an eighth is them being nice, like and breaking it down, I feel like. They're like, we want you to buy an ounce realistically. Yeah. And it's like I'm not trying to spend, you know. A stack or more. Oh my god! On I some know. rosin today. Yeah. <laughs> I just want like and that's, a couple grams. <laughs> right. Same. That's what's. I've noticed that too. Like I've only gotten legacy market rosin one time. I was telling you. I mean, it was really good, but like it wasn't. It was equally as good as like this Agosi and that like I mean this George Hash. Like it was equally as good as this George Hashington that's legal now. Right. <laughs> Exactly. But, like, how did they become, but, like, get into the legal market then? I feel like, um, you know, some, I feel like a lot of, ha like, black market hash makers have been making their way into the legal market. I feel like that's almost, like, a prerequisite. Almost. But how do you go Just about like being it? hired by a company? Yes, I feel like there's tons of, okay. like, I bet people at 710 or LaserCat or okay. people like that. I but I mean, like, start own. a brand. So... They if you've been doing it, because then you're like, have been committing like tax fraud, basically. I, you know, interesting <laughs> that they are just like, here I am. Right. Like, I mean? like, I probably would have been like, yeah, a, it's like maybe a different name. When George Hashington exactly. applied for his badge, they were yeah, like, exactly. okay. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're cool. It's no like, problem. do they, maybe they don't the know matter. as much as we think they know? I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like it would be hard for them to be like, oh, it's this guy. I, I mean, it's not like his name is. George Hashington. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if it was? Can you imagine? Like, on his ID. That would be, I mean, I hope he like has white hair and it's like you know, done <laughs> it's up like in the back. He would really have to. For the Wooden teeth. He would mission. have to. It just, that just really intrigues me because we talked about this a couple episodes ago too. And it's something I often think about with uh, psilocybin mm -hmm. as well. 
and what's going to happen there. I would love to be on the forefront of that. Yeah, and the legacy market of it is so big. It's like full-on branding. Right. Beautiful packaging, mm -hmm. really thoughtful combinations of things. It's we have a, a great, you know, I feel like Colorado is a great place to have, like find artists for packaging on that. Oh, yeah, we have so many great artists. And now time for a quick commercial break. Major shout out today to our episode sponsor, Egozi Family Hash. We love their new rosin that just dropped in the Colorado market. It is so yummy. My favorite strain is Super Boo that has some cherry notes with a little bit of diesel. It hits so hard. I love vaporizing it. If you're in Boulder, find them at Eclipse or Unity Road. And if you're in Denver and a medical patient, find them at Alto Medical. Check them out at Igozi underscore backup on Instagram. Talk about how you have to destroy cannabis because it's like so weird. Oh, yeah. How do you destroy shit? It has to be not smokable. Mm -hmm. So um, you have to like the way we do it is um, you're like busting up the product in there. So like if you have a cart. Or something like like if you have weed, you can just like throw it throw it into the bucket. The bucket has like dirt and stuff in there. Like we put like isopropyl on it mm -hmm. just to make it like like you this you can't smoke this. Yeah, like you're not going to get anything. From this, this is flammable. This is and like you have to have <laughs> like a certain, you could die that, if you, you tried to, to smoke this. like a certain amount of dirt in there as well. And so it's like like it can't just be like oh a little dirt. Wait, this is at the dispensary. You guys have like a huge bucket. Oh, sorry, you might need to reheat. It's, it's you like have like a, a waste tin that you like. It's a we call it a waste bin. Yeah. And oh, you just use one setting. I was on red. You first of all, you're interesting for using red. I'm not a good puffco. Sorry to interrupt this. No, this is <laughs> whole conversation. No. I don't know what temperature should I use. Should I get the app? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you should if set a custom. Is, this is a pro, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not using the app, you're basically using a one. Like, why would you even get? Okay. The okay. I don't know. I don't know anything. I mainly <laughs> for all the Puffco users out there, like we're talking truly... Puffco. <laughs> we are. This Dakota is the biggest Puffco fan I know. It's just convenient. And that, it is. You know, nice. you're making me one too. And since I upgraded the glass because I didn't like, I will drag them here. I did not like that they painted their glass that was. For the limited edition one, which is, I bought it. I did not get this for free. I do get a lot of stuff for free, but I bought this with my hard-earned money. money. Yeah, she was pretty down on it for a while. Like, it, it was for sale for a long time. It was for sale, dude. And then I saw it all of a sudden, like a couple weeks ago. It popped Because right I was up. like, I just need to pull the trigger and get a new glass, so then I won't feel bad about using it. And now... Constant and then rotation. I went, and then I went to Dakota's house because I'm good friends with his wife, also named Emily. And she showed me all their cool gadgets, like the new, what is it called? 3D chamber. 3D chamber. And the spinner cap. The spinner cap. So those are what I just purchased. It's not a spinner cap, you crazy lady. What is it? It's a bubble cap. Fuck. Do you have a spinner cap? No. I use the bubble cap. Okay. Whoops. I thought, I don't know the difference. The bubble cap's better though. So like the spinner cap, technically it comes with the spinner cap. Okay. So technically <laughs> the cap that it comes with is called the Oculus cap. 
Oh. I love their names they okay. come up with. So the way that it, the, the like glass piece that sits in the middle of it, there's like a sideways slit. And so like if you have a Turt Pearl in your like Puffco, the Oculus cap will make it spin. But it's only going to spin if you have a Turt Pearl in there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And like I have done that. It Is it ma- better? It makes your chamber disgusting. Like That's we, funny. We clean Oh goodness. Oh sorry, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, cl- I jumped the gun on that. We clean our peaks once a week. Okay, let me rephrase that. My wife cleans our peaks once a week. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the dispensaries having to destroy everything. Oh yeah. What does it look like? Is it like a trash bin? No, we just use like a bucket from Home Depot. There has to be like a certain amount of dirt in there. Like you can't just like sprinkle a little bit of dirt and like have your weed in there and like put, you know, like a pound of weed in there. It has to be like a good bit of dirt. Yeah, it's like. put some weed in there or put like you have to break up carts. Like you like get the oil out. Yeah, uh, so there's like broken glass and oil and isopropyl. Have you had people in your dumpsters before? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think every dispensary has. Yeah, the dumpster divers. What does that look like? What does it look like? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Shit everywhere. I mean, like. Wait, have you caught someone? Oh, yeah. What do they say? What do you say? Most of the time, they're probably a customer. So you like, it's probably an everyday customer, too. So like, what? There's times where we can we've gone out there and been like, you know, Keith, get out the dumpster. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't be doing that, my dude. Oh, Keith, you just got called <laughs> Come out. On, man. And like, you know, they they like a bottle. They're like, and then Sorry. they come back the next day. Exactly. And they're yeah, like, for sure. They're like, I mean, you gotta. I got try. six bucks today. Can I get a joint? Uh, yeah. Do people actually pick it out and try and smoke it? Hundred percent. I mean, I oh, guarantee. That's so sad. I mean, like, oh. I bet they. It grows I, from the ground, guys. I bet they find it and they're like, "Hell yeah!" Oh my god! Just growing. But I mean, like, honestly, it is. You would have to be searching. I mean, like, uh, it would. It would yeah. Be, also, we only like a. Uh, we only waste on day that the. Dump truck comes anyway. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a very short window right, of time. Right, right, right. I okay. mean, well, I mean, like, we You'd take, have like, to be strategic. Honestly, as fuck. the dumpster guy's a homie. He's super nice. <laughs> Every time that we, like, he comes up, you know, like, our dumpster's locked because we've gone through so many. Oh, months. so it's locked. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, oh, but people will break it. I mean, like, ton- yeah, all the time. <laughs> Do you like buy like the multi pack of locks? So I cannot believe this. There are locks that are just like better for not getting cut. Mm. And you've Um, done this research. Yeah. So like we we try to get those, and then um, I mean, you can give your like get a like most of the dumpsters that they go get are probably locked. They get like keys for them, and uh, but we don't we don't give anybody our key. We still just old school take it out to him. You know what I mean? And so when we take him the key, we just take him that bag and he just tosses oh, it in. Oh, okay. So you have it down now. Yeah, we're, we know what to do now. Wow. We, we were broken into one too many times. I mean, it still gets broken into. Like, if they want to get in, they'll get in. You know what I mean? This is still crazy to me. Like, like they will, like, okay, so the way it works, there's a little bar that, like, latches, like, folds up. Sure. And latches, makes it to where the top is un- right. unliftable. Yes, yes, yes. They will just... 
take something and beat the hell out of the hinges so that the bar oh. won't won't like fold up. Oh, you know, so they, they don't even fuck with the lock at that point. Yeah, they they they'll figure out a way to get in. Wow, the ingenuity. Yeah, anyway. of these people. Does, just because they're homeless doesn't mean they're dumb. That is very true. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Industrious nature, for sure. That's like Industrious, that's the word I was looking for. Wow. Okay, so literally so much of being a dispensary owner and manager is dealing with oh. potentially homeless people trying to break into the dumpster. What about other kinds of break-ins? Yeah, are you worried about that? Um, We... I have never had if any you'd... problems with that. Um, Boulder does enforce a law that um, you have to put all of your uh, in-house product like in safes at night, which oh. I'm sure a lot of like even Denver stores do that just to be safe anyway. Okay. Or have like lockable drawers or something like that. But everything in Boulder has to be taken and put in take put in. <laughs> <laughs> taken and like out of like where we keep it during the day and then we put it in a safe at night and nice thick boy wow are you at all worried about i just keep seeing stuff on the news i brought this up yesterday too um or not even on the news just like on cannabis news outlets about uh, dispensaries in like Oakland and other places in California, like but especially San Francisco area, being held at gunpoint, like armed robberies, like during the day, where you're already there. I mean, we do have um, panic buttons, like uh, oh okay, spread out like in different areas so that we can. That's good to know. Uh, nice. You know, press one of those and it'll just like automatically call the cops. Um, we okay nice but i mean if like somebody anybody on our team if, if somebody came up to them held them at gunpoint we'd be like give them the money mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah just they probably just want what's in the drawer yeah you know what i mean i mean yeah. like so just we would right. never want anything like harm to happen right you know what I mean? yeah everybody's life is way more important than totally yeah what's in the drawer yeah Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down. <laughs> no, it's like... It's just real, though. That shit happens. Luckily, not really here in Boulder. But um, you never know. You never fucking know. Mm. Times are getting crazy. Yeah, so what do you see happening with the recession and sales currently? Uh, so we use analytics like through like head, uh, Headset, I believe. I also get... I love their emails. And so um, we, it kind of gives you like a pulse on the market, you could say. And um, so we're able to kind of take that data and see how the market is doing each week. And we kind of compare ourselves to the market. And so um, for us, it's been nice because, you know, while numbers are down from like 2021, uh, it's down like that for everybody. You know what I mean? That's not a secret. But I mean, like, that's because the pound price is extremely cheap right now. So, like. Yeah. How are you guys dealing? Excuse me. How are y'all dealing with that, too? Well, we don't have any. We're just wholesale. So we don't sell any of our, like, flour to the wholesale market. So it's just been, like, 
easy for us because we can source things at a pretty pretty cheap price. It's interesting because like just because your sales are up doesn't mean like necessarily your profits up. Okay. Um, so like in 2021, you know, like I said, retail and wholesale are practically like you like you're probably look probably looking at like half price, right? And so like if you're buying something for if you're buying a four hundred dollar ounce in 2021, you know what I mean? It's probably not an $80 ounce for the wholesaler. You know what I mean? They're probably having to pay a pretty penny for it too. Okay. And so, I mean, like, there's probably some extra profit in that margin. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> realistically, like, they're whatever they're you're paying, they're probably having, like, if, it, if you're paying for something expensive, the the wholesaler's probably having to pay a good a good amount of money for it too. Okay. Are customers seeing the price changes on the pound? Um, I would say, I mean, like, obviously not the, they don't see the pound price. Right. But but like, um, for like, does it translate to that? 100%. I mean, like, some of our top shelf stuff used to be like 400 bucks. Now a lot of our top shelf stuff is like 250 ish. You know what I mean? Price per ounce. Right. Out the door. Right. Wow, that's so interesting. So, I mean, like, it's, uh, you see it on the customer side, too. But, you know, the, that demand for, like, who wants to go out and spend 400 bucks on an ounce now? Is it the type of situation, or how does it work with the price? Like, are you naming it, or are they naming the price? And then is there any negotiation happening? Okay, so that one's difficult for me, because... I have a guy for that. Oh, you have a guy for that? Yes. So, what does that mean? Um, like, we have a director of procurement. He's like Eclipse. a broker? He no, he is our he's basically our like purchasing Probably. manager. And so um, all vendor like ordering oh. and everything goes through him. Like mm-hmm. getting on our shelf goes through him. Like I don't have to you don't, don't do any of I that. I don't have to do any vendor relations. But I know a lot of the vendors, and my decision still counts whenever we're making a decision on whether we want to bring somebody on or not. Mm-hmm. So that's why I still have a lot of vendor relations. And um, because I was the marketing person, I still do a lot of that. And so, you know, I'm there to help promote things as well. And yeah. so, like... Um, so it's difficult to say, like, what exactly happens. But honestly, like, most of the people come to the table with, like, we have, you know, these strains. And uh, most people keep, like, a consistent price for you with, the, like, with you for a while. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we'll give this to you at 1500 bucks a pound. You know, I'm just spouting something off. Okay. Um, and so, like, you know, if the market changes their prices might change. So like, let's say COVID happens, you know, everybody has a bunch of money. Everybody wants to stay home and smoke weed. Um, so there's a high demand for, for weed. Okay. Your $1,500 pound, they might come to you and say, Hey, you know, we have stores that are buying, you know, 10 plus pounds from us a week, you know, um, and we've been able to get, our pounds for 
$2,000 each. So price per pound's going up. You know what I mean? So, okay. Or, you know, they might be nudging you in that direction because, like, they might have already, you know, people are going into new stores every day trying to get in, get on their shelf, you know? So they yeah. might have already changed their pricing structure when they go in, into these new stores. Um, so you can try to negotiate some. And you create relationships with people. So, like, maybe our store sells a lot of this person's flour, right? You know, if we're moving a lot of their flour, if we're helping get their name out, if we're helping, you know, promote their brand, um, like like at Eclipse, there's tons of people that watch our Instagram to see what we're doing and, um, you know, see if we pick up, you know, we have tons of vendors that come and say, you know, we've seen everybody in Boulder, blah, 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 blah. We pick them up mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, three other stores in Boulder have picked them up and you're just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, so people watch what you guys are doing for All sure. All the time. And yeah. so, you know, there is a there is competition out there, but let's say we're helping them. You support the people that have been helping you, you know? Yeah, totally. We were some of the first people to bring on Dial Them. And nice. uh, so we were able to do, like, a lot of, like, cool collabs with them. And uh, it, honestly, it probably, like, made some other stores mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. What the hell? What's the best collab you guys had with them? Um, the best collab? Okay, so we recently did a collab. It was like three different snack strains, and then they had like a little bit extra of two of the strains, and so we mixed them. And so we were able to make like four different, um, not flavors, four different like strains mm -hmm. of dialed-in gummies. And so we had four uh. different packs, and they all... And the dialed-in team, like, knocked it out of the park with some artwork and made it, like, super space-themed and, like, alien-themed. Nice. Like, a bunch of UFOs everywhere. And so it was almost like a four-part piece. And so cool. that, was, that was pretty dope. And then, like, uh, we always get our brought-to-you-by-Eclipse little logo on the front. But I love all your dab mats. We do try to do some cool dab mats. Yeah, and stickers and yep. the shirt. We try to change our, like dram labels like four times a year nice. just to keep it fresh yeah yeah you guys have great art yep Very aaron brooks cool. did a nice mural in our dispensary nice yeah Yay. and right when you walk in mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. yeah. he does all the artwork for like subtronics hell yeah which is like i feel like heavy bass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like not sure I'm familiar with that. Yeah, he's uh, we call Aaron Brooks the Whoop King himself. <laughs> that is good. That is so good. I have an image in my mind. <laughs> so, how much do you think of people coming in influences like your weekly deals? Um, and like, can you talk a little bit how like how you craft those weekly deals? Because I know that's something that. All dispensaries have, and it can be a really great marketing material if you use it correctly. Um, for us, we so like now we have kind of switched to partnering with a vendor each week, um, or not each week, each day of the week. And so, um, in the past, like probably like over the summer, we worked out a bunch of deals so that we could like have a vendor of the day basically. So like, cool. like today's Tuesday, like it was 
Green Dot today. So I'm 20% off Green Dot all day. Which is carts, rosin, batter. Nice. Yeah, anything Green Dot except the flour because <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> How do you determine when or if you change a day's like so, vendor? It's interesting. Uh, people might get trained on which days are the vendors they want. You know what I mean? Oh. And so it's like a, you have kind of like two options. So like, let's say, like right now I have it every Tuesday, right? Let's say next week I made it Thursday. Okay. Do you know how many people are going to come in on, <laughs> on Tuesday and be livid? Yeah. <laughs> how long has it been? Yeah, you said Thursday. you started it this summer. Freak, no, so we discussed it this summer. Uh. It started probably, um, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Oh, okay. And I already had somebody last week. They came in on Thursday. They were like, shit, uh. I thought it was Tuesday. And they just look at you. And you're just like, word, well, it's full price today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, we're going to have an awkward stare down. Yeah. I mean, like we have it printed out. We have like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. I mean, every Tuesday. I'll see you Tuesday. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but like you plan on like them being like these days with those vendors, like indefinitely. For now. Yes. Okay. And um, most of the vendors are okay with that, especially because like a lot of these vendors when they, like we call it pop-up deals. Yeah. Um, when, whenever they do a lot of those, most of the vendors or a lot of the vendors want to like send a pop-up person to like be there with swag. Yeah. And, you know, talk Explain, about the brand. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. All of our bartenders are pretty knowledgeable. Yeah. And like I pay them better than like a lot of other dispensaries. But I yeah. expect more from them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to know your stuff. You have to... You know, be able to talk about it, be able to like speak to the experience, you know what I mean? Sure. And like give them actual like information and not just, yeah, bro, it's fire. It's a sativa. I, res- I respect yeah. that. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. And so like Yeah, definitely. You know, they have to be able so like my team's pretty educated. So honestly, we sell better without you sending a person mm-hmm. and like half the time that's not a good person like they all be like awkward uh, yeah and, like stand in the corner yeah um, and like yeah sometimes it's just such a miss i've right. seen people totally yeah it's like if you guys are already brand ambassadors for the brand like why send someone that's yeah we're gonna sell 70. better better yeah. than your band, brand ambassador so like <laughs> i mean like you can leave your swag we'll pass it out <laughs> But I mean, I so like we're they love that we can just do that, and they don't have to, they don't have to pay somebody to be there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, honestly, I feel like th- like there are some shops that are now switching to this, but it feels like there's some copycatting going on there. There's always gonna be, but um, setting trends. But it seems like uh, I don't think. A lot of these vendor deals that we have set up, I don't think that we would um, see the all of those at another dispensary necessarily. Yeah. They would have to be, like, pretty similar to us, like, our direct competition because, like, we kind of share the same 
clientele. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, like you're probably not going to see all of the same vendors we have on sale on sale at other dispensaries. I mean, like yeah. we already have like better selection than them already if they even carry all of these brands. You know what I mean? Like I told you we were number one with 710. The number two person, like I bet they're not as high as high on the list with laser cat as we are or green mm-hmm. dot as we are because yeah. we we hit all of those you know top accounts totally on all of those major brands and just to try to help i mean we want to be a one-stop shop what does it look like to be the like one of the only independent shops in town it's interesting they uh it feels like they there's been a lot of other shops being bought in boulder recently like um, Drift was acquired. Yeah. Um, there have been a couple other shops that like. I think the Cannabis Depot was taken over or was bought by like Starbuds or something. Mm-hmm. There's There's been a bunch of like more chain type dispensaries moving into town. Things like that, which, you know, they, there are definite benefits of being a chain dispensary. Like. You probably have like a decent amount of like money backing you, yeah. or like chains do well with like marketing, yeah, and things like that. But they have that and like name recognition. They have that extra marketing money. Yeah, totally. You know I mean? Have you guys been approached? Like, have people tried to buy you out? Um, there have been some offers, but our our owner would rather see what we can do like where the brand can go rather than nice. sell out now. I mean, we're only like four year, or four years old, five years old. Yeah. Coming mm-hmm. up on five. I remember when you guys opened. Mm-hmm. It's like that location. It's seemingly uh, so random. It's now become such a hub. I feel like our location is one of our... I like that we're in kind of North Boulder. Yeah. But I wish we were like street facing. Totally. It's a little bit hidden. Yes. But, and like before, like when I first started and like, you know, I was shopped there before I worked there. Mm -hmm. Um, You could still turn in off Alpine. Yes. And and go uh, down. But now they've like, because they're like demolishing that hospital. Yeah. It's all like fenced off right now. Lots of construction. But it will, you know, we just have to stick around and it's going to be like, I think more housing or like a... That'd be nice. Maybe some like restaurants or things. And there's going to be a walkway right past us. That will be epic. So we just have to stick around. Hell yeah. Eclipse is not going anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Are you trying to go anywhere higher? Like, can you get any higher than where you are? What would be the next step? Like, do I have to leave Eclipse? Do I have to? I don't like, do you have to start your own? Is there like a franchise opportunity? I mean, like, probably. You could Could be like, yeah, could you help him start another, a second one? You have to like create a new one. But also, do I want to start another one or do I want to be on the forefront of psilocybin? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. that's, That's what we talk about too. Often. So, you know. Where's the better opportunity? It's like, are we missing the forefront now? That's the question I'm asking myself. I know. I need to be learning how to farm this. Yeah. Do you think it'll be legalized? 
I... What are your thoughts on that? Yes. Okay. I feel like it'll take a little bit of time, but yes. So are you going to vote yes on the ballot? Oh, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're like doing a little bit of research here and there through talking to people, really. And I don't know. I'm I'm a little torn on the way that they're trying to legalize um, after talking to Zane Marsh about like the idea of decriminalization versus like a full legalization mm-hmm. with clinic set up and this whole structure already in place. It kind of like takes the um, home grower out of the equation. Interesting. From the beginning. Whereas like just decriminalizing, it like allows for a grassroots right. start to a market. Maybe I should get more political. I know. I always think about it too. And then I'm like, oh, it's so just, much. They sent me so many texts. In the work past, like, and two bullshit. Weeks. I don't get any of these texts. What? Texts what are the texts I just say? get them for like, the thing about um, trying to get local elections on the even years. I've been hearing all about that, and I'm like, ugh. Wait, what do your texts oh, say? No, yeah, tell me. Psilocybin? I'm, no, they're just like election oh. texts. Um, oh, yeah. I'm Joe O'Day. No, I just say. I'm Alex with so-and-so. I just say unsubscribe. <laughs> I just say stop right away. Uh, I just delete the text. What do you see the future of cannabis legalization? Or like, yeah. And psilocybin legalization. The markets. Where do you see the market going with like the federal legalization, um, et cetera? A federal legalization will be a huge game changer because of banking and taxes. Yeah. And so I am super pumped to see all of that happen. Yeah. Also... When that happens, will we see flour go over state lines? That's I was gonna say. I think yep. the biggest thing is interstate commerce for so sure. Like, you it's know, like, like take some big brand. We'll say Marlboro. We'll say we'll say like cookies in, oh. in California. You know, there's cookies popping up everywhere. Yeah. You know? They just opened in Florida. That's <sighs> wild. They are everywhere. Don't get me started on cookies. <laughs> We're using them as an example. Okay. Not not promoting cookies. Okay. Um, I mean, some of the cookies in Cali is fine, but cookies <laughs> cookies in Colorado is an interesting. Not great. Interesting. Um, <laughs> so, like, cookies. Is there going to be, like, are they going to grow all their shit in, in the good grows in Cali? And then, like, ship it over to, yeah. to like, Florida? You or just I mean? find like any state where it's the cheapest to build a grow house and exactly. do it and then just pump it out exactly. from right. South Dakota. Exactly. And so it's like that will be super interesting. Yeah. And then that will affect like pound prices and things like that. Totally. And so that will be it, yeah. it's like we're still on this roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, the, like we haven't even really gotten uh, yeah, we're, we're at like, the tip of the ice. We haven't even dropped like it's into like, the we're a toddler. Crazy part. We're you're right. We just we just ran for a little bit and then we just fell down, <laughs> and then now we're about to learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> ride a bike. So it's it'll get, I think it'll get more interesting as as time goes on. Oh yeah. And then like the psilocybin will come in and like, it'll be interesting when there's like. I don't like to say like drug like, when there's like two recreational drugs that you can basically buy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, I can get weed or, or, and, or 
I can get flour or I can get mushrooms. It's like Amsterdam. Hey, are they sold in the same place? Probably not because there's licensing. Yeah. Issues. Probably not. But you could technically have like, like look at Eclipse. I could have mushrooms upstairs and oh, blah, 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 downstairs. That would, that's a vision I could get behind. Yes. Um, would you ever do, what about consumption lounges? I would, so like, I enjoy going to the bar with friends. I do not really enjoy just sitting there drinking. Like, I would love to yeah. rip the peak. Yeah. Or, or something like that. Like, you know, some of these sessions you go to, you'll see people bring like, $5,000 rigs. <laughs> and like, honestly, I'm not trying to post up with a $5,000 rig. I'm yeah, just trying no. to get high and watch like, you know, whatever with the homies. Yeah. You know what I mean? While we're hanging out at the bar. Yeah. I'm not a big sports guy, but I like to go for the fun of it. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, like we're trying to watch the game. I'm trying to get high though. You yeah, know what I mean? totally. So like, it would be cool to be able to like have a bar you can go like, basically just smoke at and... But I highly doubt any of, like, there would be any co-mingling of, like, drinking and yeah. the smoking part. Not in, for a in, while. In totally. That, in that type of, like, lounge. And then our last final fun question. Fun question. If you could dab mm-hmm. with anyone, anyone, alive or dead or fictional, <sighs> but it can't be family... Fictional. Like, how do we? Are we saying like cartoon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like, because we were like, we'd love to sesh with like SpongeBob. Yeah. And what would you dab? I feel like SpongeBob would like piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, chill out, my dude. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Patrick. Honestly, like, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan, so like maybe Adam Sandler. Nice. Wow. (laughs) What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Um. That's a tough Yeah, I'm like, I'm also kind of a big fan. There's a, there's a lot. So, like, growing up, big, big daddy fan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, that's like a... Hell yeah. Like, that hits home. You know what I mean? Like, Pop Anonymous. And so, like... Classic. You know, big Billy Madison fan, Happy Gilmore's Fire. Yes. Um, honestly, I need to watch these more. Yeah. Break Wedding out. Singer. Wow, Wedding Singer, bringing out the hitters. Yes. I actually always really liked uh, Fifty First Dates. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. They reunite after. Cute. She's also in uh, Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're Mm -hmm. right. They reunited again for another one. They're a great pair. Yeah. And then really, so also I like that Adam Sandler has all his homies in all his movies. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And so like. That's pretty cool. He's loyal. Big Daddy's like a really the, the full ensemble and um, Waterboy. Lo- <laughs> there it yeah. is, Waterboy. Waterboy. Yeah. The classic. But that like makes Louisiana people look so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so so much for coming on. We love with you. <laughs> yeah, with weed, not with liquor. <laughs> yeah, where can people find you? Uh, find me personally on Instagram. Instagram Super Mario Debs. And Eclipse. Eclipse, Colorado. Yay, we love it. Link in the bio. Yep, I will will link it in the the bio. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks again. And as always, stay stay high. high.